This will be a review of digestion and then an introduction to absorption. Carbohydrate digestion starts in the mouth. Salivary amylase is introduced to break the starches down into shorter chains. Once swallowed, the salivary amylase reaches the stomach. But remember, carbohydrate digestion stops there. Why does this happen? Once the chyme is in the small intestines, pancreatic amylase is introduced, and finally, intestinal amylase will finish the job. Once these three intestinal amylase work, we now have monosaccharides and we are ready for absorption. How do things get absorbed? First off, we have secondary active transport. Secondary active transport implies that we need a carrier. It also implies that we need energy. This energy does not come from ATP, but comes from something else. Facilitated diffusion also implies a carrier, but the energy comes from a simple concentration gradient. So with the help of a carrier, things flow from high to low. Simple diffusion is what it says. Things simply flow from high to low. This is a short video to explain carbohydrate absorption. Glucose and galactose require secondary active transport. This means they need both a carrier as well as energy. The carrier is SGLT1. The energy comes from sodium. Sodium is actively pumped out of the cell. When this occurs, it creates a concentration gradient and sodium wants to flow back in the cell. When this occurs, it provides the energy to move glucose and galactose inside the intestinal cell. Once inside the intestinal cell, the concentration gradient of glucose and galactose rises. This allows it to flow out the basolateral side of the cell and into the blood. This occurs through facilitated diffusion, which only requires a carrier. In this case, the carrier is GLUT2. Fructose is different. Fructose uses facilitated diffusion both on the luminal side and the basolateral side of the intestinal cell. Facilitated diffusion requires only a carrier. So fructose moves down its concentration gradient into the cell. When this occurs, the concentration gradient inside the cell rises, and this allows fructose to flow back down its concentration gradient outside the basolateral side of the cell and into the blood. The carrier again is GLUT5. Protein digestion starts in the mouth. Digestion here is going to be primarily mechanical. The bulk of protein digestion will begin in the stomach. The first thing that happens is the acid will actually denature or untangle the protein. The enzymes can't act on the protein until it's untangled. Acid also activates your gastric protease. So pepsinogen is inactive and the acid will activate it into its working form called pepsin. Once in the small intestines, we have pancreatic protease and intestinal protease to finish the job. At this point, we have amino acids, dipeptides, and tripeptides, and we're ready for absorption. This is a short video to explain the absorption of protein in an intestinal cell. Amino acids are absorbed into the enterocyte through secondary active transport. This requires both a carrier as well as energy. The carrier is dictated by which amino acid is entering the cell. Sodium provides the energy. Sodium is actively pumped out of the cell. This creates the concentration gradient. 
When sodium flows back inside the cell, this provides the energy for the amino acid to enter the enterocyte. Once inside, the concentration gradient of the amino acid rises. This allows it to flow down its concentration gradient out the basolateral side through facilitated diffusion. Dipeptides and tripeptides can also be absorbed. This again requires secondary active transport and energy. In this case, hydrogen provides the energy. Hydrogen is actively pumped out of the cell, creating the concentration gradient. When it flows back inside the cell, it provides the energy to move the dye and tripeptides inside the cell. Once inside the cell, the dye and tripeptides must be broken down into single amino acids. This is done through a cytoplasmic protease. These single amino acids then flow out the basolateral side of the cell through facilitated diffusion. Fat digestion is more complex. Before fat can be absorbed, two major things must happen. First is emulsification. Emulsification requires both mechanical action and an emulsification agent. Once this is done, then we will have enzymatic action. Fat digestion again starts in the mouth. It's primarily mechanical. Once in the stomach, it's also going to be mechanical. This is the mechanical action of our emulsification. This shakes the fat, drop, the fat up into smaller droplets. Once these droplets enter the small intestines, they're coated with bile. That is our emulsification agent. We now have emulsification complete. We're now ready for enzymatic action. Enzymatic action requires pancreatic colipase to join the emulsification drop, and it's this colipase that allows pancreatic lipase and intestinal lipase to enter and do their work. This is a short video to explain the absorption of fat. Remember, before a fat can be absorbed, it must be emulsified. This first requires the mechanical digestion in the stomach to break the fat into smaller pieces. Once the fat is in smaller pieces, we must introduce an emulsifying agent or bile. Once the bile is introduced, we have created what's called an emulsification drop. The triglycerides inside this drop are protected by the bile. This makes it difficult for the enzymes to break down the fat. Because of this, the pancreas secretes what's called colipase. This low colipase joins to the emulsification drop and allows pancreatic and intestinal lipase access to the triglyceride. Once the lipase acts on the tri triglyceride, its pieces are liberated. The pieces, again, are a 2-monoglyceride and 2-free fatty acids. Because these pieces still have bile associated with them, they tend to come back together. This creates what's called a micelle. The micelle contains free fatty acids and two monoglycerides. This micelle is constantly being formed and reformed. Once the pieces are liberated from the micelle, they're ready for absorption. The free fatty acids and the two monoglyceride can enter the enterocyte through simple diffusion. They simply move down their concentration gradient. Once inside the cell, the pieces are delivered to the endoplasmic reticulum. The endoplasmic reticulum puts the pieces back together to form a new triglyceride. This triglyceride is packaged 
as a chylomicron. This chylomicron exits the enterocyte and enters the lymph. 